0: first episode of this podcast you'll hear during the run of the NCAA tournament but it's basically the first one we're recording uh during that time the tournament starts officially tomorrow and so we're you know we're all uh getting our our houses in order and and thinking about you know our arrangements to watch you know an unhealthy amount of basketball over the next several weeks uh
2: yeah our uh, tv is in the basement and julia's gonna be gone all weekend so it'll just be me and just being in the basement the whole time would be a bit depressing so i'm gonna just move it to the living
0: room and it'd be in an awkward spot there i'm i'm glad you said that because that that just is a reminder to us that we're gonna need to set up a, a calendar and and take shifts doing wellness checks on you this weekend Uh <laughs> um, well, you know I...
2: pretty, after game two I might just give up on the weekend after game too. See, two, so.
1: see I, 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 I would have preferred us to do this as if it was in the future. And we just said, yeah, that was a tough 65-57 loss for UVA. You know, Jesus th- Christ, Franklin just didn't make any shots, and Kihei had a surprising number of turnovers. Um,
0: no, but in, instead of that, we're doing things like thinking ahead to, you know, what what snacks we might make uh for for when it's game time and, and you know sort of thinking about stuff like that I think maybe helped lead us down the road uh Pierce that you would like to put us on this week?
1: Yeah. <clears throat> so I I think I think we are at a point now where where there is this long standing and I can point to Alton Brown on uh Good Eats and I think a lot of people recognize his advice about not having unitaskers in the kitchen. Um, think of whatever, maybe, maybe it's like a garlic press or, or a strawberry holer or a cherry pitter and just saying that these aren't, aren't very valuable things to have in your kitchen. Um, and uh, even I like sometimes subscribe to that uh, way of thinking. I think in the last five, ten years, certainly, there has been this boom in serious multitaskers in the kitchen, and I don't mean like the long-standing um, uh, microwave, which which has lots of buttons on it, or a toaster oven. I mean like the pressure cookers that have, or you know, Instant Pot, to use a brand name, that have twenty one different things you can do, and the Ninja Foodie that does even more things than that and also is an air fryer and i just wonder if we're at a critical mass of these kitchen gadgets these multitaskers is like they have value because they can do all the things but is is that actually a good thing and are quote-unquote unitaskers really even that bad and and vilifiable if i can create a word there
0: so, from from the top, the the concept of unitaskers being bad, I think we should probably. I don't consume all that much Alden Brown stuff, uh, but I would assume that the reasoning behind that is one of uh, efficiency. We all have limited kitchen space. We all have only so much money that we can spend on kitchen implements, things like that. And so with that in mind, you know, for for you, the home cook in an apartment or a small house that doesn't have a cavernous restaurant kitchen with a bottomless budget, like there is something undeniably appealing about the idea of, you know, not taking up. Counter space with a slot toaster that can only do certain things when you can have a toaster oven that performs multiple functions because you can put a you know you can like make a passable grilled cheese sandwich in a toaster oven in a way that you obviously can't do in a toaster. Um, but like <sighs> the question of whether we're at a critical mass of these things. I think suggests are we at a point where we've hit the peak and are about, that's like about to sort of crater. And I think the answer to that is absolutely not. Um It is an inexorable tide that is only going to continue on and on and on forever because there is an extremely vested interest in, you know, from a marketing perspective, at least in, you know, simplify and optimize. And so even like, obviously looking at it one way, a 21 function pressure cooker, there is nothing simplifying about that at all. Uh, But the pitch still writes itself. You can get rid of all of these other things. There's like a, you know, we're, we're still kind of in, uh, sort of trendy period for minimalism and so like as long as that is the case you know this will continue we have like it's not just with kitchen implements too it's like athletic greens why why buy a bunch of different vegetables pour this nasty fucking powder (laughs) into your glass of water pay us a million dollars for it every month and you will be healthy as an ox um like it's It's everywhere in our our sort of, you know, modern middle to upper middle class yuppie life like it's everywhere. And and I'm glad you mentioned minimalism
1: because our our minimalism correspondent Max is here um, and he has actually done. He has, uh, you know, recently, somewhat recently moved across the country and did a purge of of a lot of things that he had he also voluntarily lives in in a steel box from time to time and can only live with the implements there within and so max i wonder if you know you and and i think that at times you've been taken by the idea of minimalism and and it's it's broad uh, what it means do do these types of gadgets strike you as something that is true to that idea or or is it something different
3: to me most of them are the opposite of minimalism they're consumerism because i'm struggling to think of many kitchen gadgets that perform a task that i can't accomplish with basic knives stove oven pots and pans like if you think of a of of a pressure cooker I, I mean I know it does it cooks things differently, but like at the end of the day, I don't know that there's any recipe you can make in a pressure cooker that you can't make with a stove and oven with maybe more time or or more intensive of a process. Like, and, like they and, save time, but they don't they're they're not really minimalism in the in the actual number of objects. They're minimalism maybe by time efficiency. Agreed. So for me, I don't I don't really Buy into the idea that any of these kind of multi multi multitasking devices are are better for minimalism, unless you can give me an example of one that that you that can't that could actually like like you're not going to replace your stove and oven with a pressure cooker like an instant pot. You're you're just not. You're going to have both, right? Well, in
1: in what I'd say, what I'd say, and I'm I'm glad you said that because these are. A lot of these objects the 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 brand namey kinds of of things you know the pressure cookers the multi thing um multi hyphenate uh kind of air fryers and and things like that they're they're very incurious objects i mean there are cookbooks around like the air fryer um which which isn't which is in itself like it's like this enhanced thing because what it does to your point max is that it it takes the need to have skill and patience out of making a dish and i think that that's important and that is really valuable to a lot of people but you're absolutely correct that like with a little bit more time and with um a little bit more thoughtfulness on maybe growing a a, you know largely simple skill set you could do these things with other implements and maybe even more more cheaply and a i mean goodness knows a pan itself is a is a you know uh it a multi-use product but but you think well it's just a pan and it's like well a pan can do so many things um but one one thing i would say kevin i i don't know what all i don't know if you have like a pressure cooker or anything but one thing i think about with with that is like you know it's got all the buttons not unlike a microwave not unlike like some toaster ovens i think and it's like i press a button and it does this thing but there is also kind of over a, a longer period of time, there are long-standing multi-use objects that have existed in the kitchen um, with things like stand mixers and food processors. And those often come with attachments or have attachments you could buy. So I think I'm re- re- responding to these, um, you know, multi-use objects uh, that are kind of all in one is maybe the word I want to use versus these others that are kind of modular um, where you can add things on to allow them to do more. And I mean, effectively you're buying a very powerful motor um, with, with maybe a bowl and like you are building it in the image you want. I mean, do you, do you think that there's a, a notable difference between those two and how they're branded? Someone who maybe doesn't use them as much. Yeah, I
2: think so. With our, so like with our food processor, it has all the attachments, but really we use just the basic blade and it ends up being effectively that with our with our Instant Pot, we use two of the settings really. Um, so I, th- I think a, a lot has to depend on the different numbers of things you do with these. But yeah, I mean, I, I think that to me, those are kind of the same because it, they sell it with, you know, at least a handful of the, like for the food processor, they sell it with a handful of the, of the accessories. Like that's different to me than just like a food processor is still a multi-use thing. It's kind of, you know, what it serves a purpose that maybe a uni purpose thing could, but like with with something like a a potato masher or a, a lemon lime juicer, like those are things that are, they exist just for the purposes that, that their name's in. And to me, like, it feels a bit ridiculous to, <clears throat> like, going in, in the minimalism vein, like, feels a bit ridiculous to have an item in my kitchen just for lemons and limes, but it's incredibly useful and Yeah, that doesn't me. seem
0: ridiculous to me at all. I don't know. Well, I mean, well I, I, yeah. it, just, like, the
2: principle, like, imagine if with other things in your house, like, oh, I have, like, one thing for this, you know subset of one task I do. So like a lemon and lime is one part of a task you do. It's like a strawberry have...
3: stemmer thing.
2: Huller, yeah, strawberry holder Yeah, I mean, um, so like the, the, the juicer, like those are things you use a lot, but like, I don't know, I make mashed potatoes twice a year and I've got a potato masher for it. So it just, it, it seems kind of silly, but it's incredibly useful the two times a year
0: that, that, well, uh, that I use it, it. Well, and also a potato <laughs> masher is more useful than you realize it is because if you're making like a pasta sauce or something that has use whole tomatoes you can use that to pretty efficiently crush the tomatoes as they go into the pot You'd or like, browning
1: meat sometimes if you need to break it up yep it's if you're it's, making it's, red
0: beans and rice you mash some of the beans to give it a better more consistent and creamy texture potato mashers are but, actually but multi point he
3: uses it twice a year <laughs> well that's yeah he still tri- thinks it's worth it
2: that's yeah and and saying most things in my life, I probably wouldn't or I'd push yeah. push back on it and, and say so I don't need to buy that if I'm only going to use it twice a year. I'll get by. But and, I don't know. We, I don't know if it's because they're small and because the kitchen is this predefined space where these things belong. But
1: yeah, I, I mean, like. There, there are plenty of people. It's like the, the, the kitchen is is less important to them than it, than it maybe is to me. But I, I think to that point, Kevin, you mentioned on the food processor, you really only use it one way. For the pressure cooker, you use two of the buttons. And, and that does get into something where it's like, I think that the way the, the branding has worked is that you go, oh, well, I have all these options, but ultimately I use the pressure cooker only to cook rice because that's something I do and when you when you do when when that is what functionally happens i i kind of wonder if if you know then you've made it into a unitasker and should you just have bought a rice maker which is yes
0: a unitasker but is really really
1: good at that thing it does for
0: a little bit more money god it is so fucking good at making rice <laughs> A rice yeah. cooker and you do not have <laughs> to underneath. buy you do not have to buy an expensive rice cooker to make perfect rice oh there's like this incredible huh.
2: youtube video that tells you how these things work and like why rice cookers are so great it's... Or,
1: or if you just have patience and an aluminum foil you can do it with a normal right. pan and it takes right. honestly less time
2: yeah well like another like kind of with, with rice like having something like an electric kettle it seems weird. Like I have a stove, I have pots, I have a sink. Like why do I need something that's there to boil water? But you know, I, it's probably way more efficient than the pot on the stove and has a built-in spout to pour it with whatever I'm doing. So, yeah, and I mean, just, it, it just makes me feel uncomfortable to have these things that are unit purpose, but they're useful and I have them.
1: Well, they're they're like. <sighs> i i think that's part of it and i and i do want us to move out of the kitchen but maybe this is a good segue it's like if there are things that you know you really value like if you eat strawberries constantly and you would appreciate a strawberry holer yes that's a unitasker but like it creates so much value for you in a way that like um setting number seven on the 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 uh Uh, instant pot doesn't for you this is certified
0: Um, malarkey because if you eat strawberries that much (laughs) you have to understand that there it's an uncanny valley situation you hit a point of diminishing returns on the added efficiency of strawberry hauling as opposed to a little bit of food waste by just lopping the top off with a paring knife and you get on the other side of it and you are now spending an inordinate amount of your life hauling fucking strawberries no malarkey uh, i call we, you yeah, the that's heaters. for people
2: for people who maybe are trying to serve strawberries to kids and you know need to do that in mass but if it's free so, yeah why is so, that uh, but
0: again why is that faster than oh, just I guess, cutting them well yeah it's not, it, it's, it's not you yeah. gotta go get the strawberry hauler
2: well, I, I guess I do the a, little a, scoop? A garlic press, I guess, another example where I use it all the time when I'm, uh, you know, making garlic. But I don't know, Julia, oftentimes it's like, ah, it's quicker for me to just use the same knife to chop it up. And then I don't have to wash the garlic press when I'm done. So it can kind of, depending on your different
0: Well Well, garlic, garlic presses are an interesting one too, because they just like... They get gummed up with, like, the, you know, the skin and the stuff that's left behind. It's also really freaking easy if you want that, like, that consistency of kind of pressed minced garlic to just pull out, like, a microplane and grate it. It's so easy. You just go back and forth, and you're done. You know, like, you don't even have to. I I would say almost almost every use of garlic in my cooking life is just now grated garlic
3: again with the minimalism i don't have a microplane or a garlic masher i just have a knife (laughs) it can accomplish these things
1: you can't you can't zest
0: a lemon with a knife
1: and that's that's one thing that
3: well i have a grater
0: that's what a microplane is it's a grater yeah
1: it's just a very oh i thought it
3: had the like single blade uh
0: oh no that's a mandolin you're thinking of a mandolin
3: oh yeah Oh, I know what a microplane is. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just like the small Microplane part, right? would be nice. I might actually have one of those somewhere.
0: I gotta tell you, mandolins you should... are pretty fucking
3: good too. <laughs> I almost just bought a mandolin.
0: Um
1: and so <laughs> as we as we coordinate of what a mandolin is. I, I did I did have an additional oh. aspect of this and I mentioned trying to get out of the kitchen. But I, I think the kitchen does seem to be where where I think of first all this this branding and this focus on like something that is a a jack of all trades, so to speak, but I'm curious I'm sure if,
0: about that
1: that if it exists elsewhere
0: because if you head into a different room in your house, you will find perhaps the most infamous uh multitasking abomination ever created in the history of the universe, which is uh, not even two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. (laughs) It is three-in-one shampoo, conditioner, and body wash. It's just smelly gloop. Yeah, they've added more functions to the bad thing. Already, two-in-one shampoo and conditioner is very, very bad. It is not good for your hair and then they made it the same shit you're supposed to wash your armpits with get out of here but see that that's even weirder because there's not actually with the slow with the instant pot
2: there are things that are going on that are different
0: oh that's what that's what i'm saying i am <laughs> saying that we had to get out of we spent all this time in the kitchen yeah. you have yeah. to get out yeah. of the kitchen to find the most heinous multitasking abomination there is
1: yeah, I, I guess I just my my inclination is to think of these things, and that's a really good example of of when when you do when you do multiple things like this um, uh, uh, that that like um, when when you do multiple things like like this, I, I feel like you're losing the quality. In one of the things that that you uh, that you're trying to do with it, shampoo and conditioner, those uh, do opposite things. So but, um, yeah, Max. Oh, go ahead.
0: I, I'm glad you said that because I, I didn't mean to derail anything by like holding up my phone I, I, and pointing an audio medium. Our phones, our phones are the other multitasking device, the other heinous thing that ruins mm-hmm. the quality of you know the phone.
3: Right. Yes, Max. But an interesting thing, if we're talking about like this back and forth and how you decide whether to have separate devices mm-hmm. or things, whatever we're talking about, I, I, I feel like there's something staring us all right in the face, which is that all four of us are wearing headphones right now, and I, I can almost guarantee all four of us own at least another pair of headphones.
1: But like another
3: pair there's of there's no headphones within why, a
0: foot of me? Or, or just probably just within
3: region. a foot of you.
0: If I essentially go anywhere in the world... Uh, like if I take my backpack and go to work or go for a walk or whatever, basically at no point in time am I carrying less than three pairs of headphones, yeah. none of which are the ones that I am currently wearing while we record this podcast. Yeah, I own so five why... pairs of headphones. I don't know. So why? I don't know. Well,
1: because we, we convince ourselves that <laughs> in the same way that you may have a paring knife and a serrated knife and a chef's knife, is that oh they do different things they serve different purposes and I will tell you that they do but Max to your minimalism point it's like well just get one that's more, good I own five pairs of headphones too I'm not yeah
0: <laughs> yeah I mean they're they're they do different things like I can't I can't plug these headphones into my phone without having another implement because <laughs> Apple ruined everything like five years ago uh, actually it's probably more. God, it was like seven it was, years. It was ago. way longer than that ago. Yeah, yeah was, wow. uh, and uh, you know, I also you you. It's hard to do, you know, good quality audio recording with like earbuds because sound bleeds out of the earbuds and into everybody's mics, and it makes it a nightmare for me when I'm trying to edit this shit. So, like, you know, but like you don't you don't throw away a pair of headphones if you get a new pair. So, like. I still have mm-hmm. old, you know, Apple wired earbuds. Not even with the Lightning plug, with the headphone jack. Just like as a backup, because you keep well, them around. Those are terribly convenient if, you if you're on an airplane. <laughs> oh my God, they're so great for that.
1: Well, I so that that makes me think that part of this is, um, it's the idea of of new and improved, and. I I don't think we're being nostalgic about the old headphones. It's just like, well, I I might use those for something or, or, or whatever. So I am, I'm reluctant to throw it away, but you know, every year Sony comes out with a new, a new version of their top of the line um, noise canceling headphones. And I got a pair, I mean, probably like five to seven years ago now, and I don't see any reason to replace that, but Maybe maybe some people do in the same way that people are like, actually the twenty-third function on the instant pot makes a difference to me difference to me. I'm I'm going to upgrade. And I think that the idea of upgrading and adding more use and value to things, that's that's one that we saw And I mean, honestly, that's moving into a service economy. That's kind of what it is. It's like, okay, we you have this device, you have this item that is like pseudo modular and we keep on adding things ways that you can mod it you just have to pay five additional dollars to get um you know this this added service onto whatever you had so i mean yeah i think it's a a mixture of new and improved and now uh, you know i mean goodness knows like cars now have some of some features that i think folks are used to they pay monthly subscription fees for them and i mean that's that's the that's the same thing. It's like you want to have all the uses in your multi use cooker. Well, we'll add them for a price.
2: Yeah, I think that that's probably where these other things maybe are different than the kitchen is that with things that are mostly electronic, um, they can easily add on features like the if you think about the Kindle, that is essentially like a single purpose item but like it also is allowing you to decrease the amount of stuff you have and there are these other features that come with it like oh i can i can hold down and look up the definition of a word real quick or there's this like x-ray feature that you know will tell me characters and stuff but i mean ultimately i'm getting it because i want like one thing that can have all of my books these other features are meaningless with. We got an electric piano recently, and part of it, like when you're looking at all the features, it's like, oh, this one has all these different voices, like it'll sound like strings or whatever. And that took like an engineer a day's worth of work to. Never use it. You're but... not
0: gonna play the string section on the electric piano, but yeah, I just hit me. Uh, that same backpack also contains uh, a Kindle, but also an iPad that has the Kindle app on it. Also, a phone that could have the Kindle app on it. Also, no less at pretty much any time than two actual books. So, um. What am I doing with my life?
1: Well, so, <sighs> reading, apparently. <laughs> no! <laughs> well, well, you can't you can't read on all of this at the same time. And, and a Kindle, uh, and, and I recently upgraded my Kindle in the, the screen I did has as well.
0: I don't think there was any great reason for me to do it.
1: Um, my, my screen was definitely improved by getting a new one, but, but it's like, honestly, a Kindle is a pretty perfect item. And they, for what it is, it is, it is perfect for, for what it does. And I, you know, we don't make things like we used to. That's, that's not true. That's that, that can be very silly. Um, though there are instances of like things are of lesser quality, but we, I don't think things are made with the same goals in mind necessarily. It's like, you want to grab the zeitgeist and grow, 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 and then release a new product so that you can have, you know, continued exponential growth year over year. But, um, you know, there, like, there are things like Subaru, Subaru cars, and and kind of the joke behind them is that people buy them and, and keep them forever. Well, that's not a good good model to have um because you've built the thing and no one will ever buy another one same thing with a Vitamix blender or a KitchenAid stand mixer they are built to last and I'm not saying like we don't build things
0: to last anymore
1: I'm saying that we, there's a focus we pretty
0: objectively don't uh,
1: yeah we don't but but what I'm focusing more on is that like we don't try to build a perfect product. The plan is we talk about planned obsolescence. It plans to turn it, there's a plan to turn over. Why did people stick with their Blackberries for so long? Because it was a perfect product as far as they were concerned until someone said, "Well, what if you can do this with your phone?" But I know that those people they're they're used to doing internet stuff on, you know, computers like we have in front of us and like You know They send texts and sometimes on the go they send emails and make phone calls. That was perfect for that. This thing that I'm holding, all of a sudden, ooh, it's a big flat screen. So let me watch videos and surf the web on it. And it's like we took a product that was perfect and it was like, well, what if we make it less perfect to do these things? And, you know, I've benefited from less than perfect products and blah, 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 perfect enemy of the good. But a KitchenAid stand mixer is a perfect product. And I think that that's really cool. a a potato a, a good can opener is a perfect product. You can't really improve upon a can opener. Um, but like, we why would you make something like that? That's folks that's have sure
0: tried. Yeah, um, but have you like, ever seen why? an electric can opener?
1: Yeah, it's very loud, <laughs> and, the, and the, the other one does the same thing exactly as well.
0: Yeah, what if we could open the can the exact same way as before, but also we could terrify your dogs and children,
3: mm, and use more electricity?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, do, don't
2: don't well, buy into you that. thing. think about how much thing. of your, how many, how much energy you're using? to use the manual one, and then how much more? Nope, we're
0: food not doing this. Be we're not doing <laughs> this. No, 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 <laughs> nope, 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 nope. We're not. Mm, I, b- mm, I believe mm. British
1: Petroleum came up with that concept of personal carbon footprint, and here we are. You know, uh, Of course they fucking did. Yeah, it was it. it was it was either them or or Exxon Mobil or Shell. One of one of them
0: came up with y- it. You know what I'm gonna say, so I'm just not gonna say it. Yeah, yeah I'm just
1: gonna say it. But I mean, that's that's ultimately what it is. Like whether it's a multi multi tasker or unitasker, like go for it. Build the perfect item. If it if it generates value for you, I think it's fine. But like. Don't keep adding a twenty-third feature on it if there's like no reason to. It it it's the body wash addition to the bad shampoo and conditioner all in one.
2: I think ultimately the reason we have lots of our unipurpose kitchen gadgets is because they make for great Christmas gifts. So
0: usually you just throw one to the pile. Do. They actually yeah. do. That's a, that's a pretty good point. Um, all right, maybe we should bring this to a close. Uh, anybody have? parting shots on this subject that they want to add. All right. I guess that means it's time for Pierce is sorry. Uh, so what are you going to apologize for today?
1: I think we already established this on, on one of our podcasts uh, a, a while back, a, a very focused one. But um, I have recently uh, as, as of this week uh, as we're recording canceled my Thrive Market membership, and I am all in on my Costco membership. Um, and so I, I I, think the biggest thing is I had tremendous fears about just going to Costco um, and what it would be like in there. And I'm here to tell you that, you know, Costco employees, I'm so sorry. I've now gone there on a Saturday during the middle of the day and a Sunday during the middle of the day, like post-church middle of the day. Well, no, actually just before post-church, because when I came back out, the parking lot was much more full. But they they handled it so well. Did I benefit from people being very dumb about what lines they go into? That's not important. That's not important. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've been really impressed so far. And um, I also bought gas for the first time since uh late december this past week um which was a cool
0: thing to realize uh but yeah
1: costco costco seems good
0: i'm so confused about the fact that this apology is directed at the costco employees and not presumably any other members of your household that you roped into going to costco at midday on a weekend with you you animal.
2: Yeah, It's uh, like the number one perk of working from home Is being able to do the Costco runs Just to not have to go to day.
3: Costco on the weekends
1: <laughs> Well I, it's It's worth noting that in one instance It was right next to where We already were and in another Instance well actually in both instances Um I was Not the only person who wanted to go So this is hey if you Can bond in Costco over like You know weird sausages That they've warmed up in a in a like toaster oven <laughs> all the better
0: all right yeah fair enough that's a pretty good point uh, all right uh let's see big idea from pop culture what uh what am i what's on my mind today oh uh new york times cooking uh had an interesting article about red beans and rice uh <laughs> and and part of the accompaniment for that <laughs> did
1: it involve peas and did they call it guacamole
0: <laughs> no no it 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 didn't i'm gonna take you down a, a road that you're gonna think is similar but it actually i don't think it is um as part of this they uh they had someone on their staff kind of revive and uh sort of readapt the uh The red beans and rice recipe of arguably the most famous lover of the dish in its history, Louis Armstrong, who used to sign autographs, red beans and rice, Lee yours, Louis Armstrong. Uh, And I'm, I'm fascinated by the fact that this recipe involves the usage of ketchup.
1: I mean ketchup is a good stand-in for tomato paste. They're a lot closer uh, than than you realize and I should do that cuz I always have a ton of ketchup and I never have tomato
0: paste. Yeah. It's a way to get some of the same effects while also adding some extra sweetness from the mm-hmm. sugar and some tang with the vinegar and you're getting onion powder and garlic involved, you're doing you're actually doing a lot of stuff with it. So I just like I thought that was I thought that was really neat. Yeah. Very, I mean, it,
1: it's very working class it. food. Don't go out there and buy your organic. Oh, very much. Tomato paste for it. The uh,
0: the internal the the added meat in this recipe is pickled pork, which, frankly, yeah. I don't even know that I know how to find. Uh, go go to the gas station and the part of town <laughs> that your
1: parents won't join you at. There you go. Uh, sounds all like right. you're saying
3: that ketchup is a is a multi use kitchen item.
0: Yeah, as
3: opposed to tomato paste, which is not,
0: uh, I don't still kind of is. But... Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, I'll drop a link to that in the show notes, and, and we can go head on to trivia. Max, take it away.
3: <sighs> yeah, I've got a fun one today. Um, so the c- category for this one is college basketball. Uh, as we mentioned at the beginning of the pod, the NCAA Men's Tournament, or March Madness, is about to begin. This question might be too easy for the three pod members that are answering it, but it should be a fun one to hear for those of you listening at home, um, if you're not as into college basketball as these guys are, like myself. So, I learned this the other day, thought it was fascinating. Uh, my brother does a a bracket tournament, um with a bunch of people similar to a lot of people fill out, you fill out your brackets and you fill them out randomly. And, and I mentioned, I was trying to get some, some friends to join who live over yonder, AKA on the Western side of the country came up with a fun little tidbit. So uh, let's take it away. Um, Baylor university, which is located in Waco, Texas won the men's NCAA basketball tournament in 2021. Without giving it away, what was the last school west of Baylor to win the tournament? And a if that's too easy, a bonus point if you can tell me the year they won. And now I'd like to give an opportunity for everyone to think. I don't want anyone to jump ahead if they know the answer. But um... can,
0: can we get a can we get a bonus point if we get like within one year in either direction of the year? Can we can we do that?
3: If not that's uh, fine. I yeah, don't I, I, or no bonus yeah. points. I, it was it depends on how easy the question was. I figured
0: I'm like I I'm thought you would all confident. know the
3: school and so the year makes it
0: a little tougher. Oh, that's that's fine. But so um, do you I mean do you want to do the the point is only available if you are within or like the point is available if you're within a year in either direction?
3: Sure. Yeah, why not. Plus or minus mm-hmm. 1 year. So a 3 year time span. Okay. uh what year did this school win the tournament right. and i'm not going to tell you how many years ago it was because that would give it away
0: i i'm so pretty, pretty sure was not very recent i'm pretty sure that i have an answer
1: i i, okay. th- I think i do as as well All right. no, um, I, mean, I don't feel like ten more
0: seconds uh
2: because it's not as obvious as you would think huh
3: kevin's googling
2: I'm not really googling.
3: <laughs> I my He's, brother told me the, the the stat, and I was I was pretty surprised. But
2: okay, I guess I have an answer.
1: I guess should we just do schools first, and or I guess yeah. I mean, you you All your own people. We have, I, I we trust have your everyone. In, right? oh, oh oh oh! I actually like it. I like it the other way. We should each do our year and then say. That no, this I think we
2: should school. just lock in our have our okay. answers locked in our head and say that
0: school okay. year. Yeah. Okay. Change, Honor, don't change your, your answers, answers. Everyone locked in. Yeah, Unlocking. all right.
3: I'll say Sean. What is your answer?
0: That would be the Arizona Wildcats in 1997. And Kevin, I had Arizona
1: 1999.
3: And Pierce,
1: I had Arizona 1997 as well.
3: All right, that is correct for uh, both Sean and Pierce. It was Arizona in 1997. So <laughs> this is, why do we know this 20- stuff? Five years have passed since a Western team has won the tournament. And before that, you have to go back even further to find the last uh, West Coast time zone team to win. I believe two years earlier.
0: Oh, UCLA. UCLA. Yeah. Like the Ed O'Bannon team. And then you get uh, UNLV. UNLV won one of the ones in the Uh, early 90s, right? Or did they always lose to Duke? No, they did. I think did they win. won one. That yeah. was ninety-one. Maybe
3: few years before that.
0: It was somewhere in ninety-one yeah. or ninety to ninety-two. That was um, when UNLV was really good. Yeah,
3: I had to. I went through all the history, but I was fascinated because my brother said, "Oh, we need more West Coast people to join because no, no team west of Texas has won in twenty-five years." And I was like, "Wait, that can't be right." And then I thought about it, and yeah, thought that was a, a fun little, fun little thing. As as Oregon, I don't believe. I believe they were in the, the the first four out this year. I don't mm. think they they've made the tournament, but I haven't filled oh, out a bracket yet. So. Oregon first
2: team to win the NCAA tournament.
0: Oh, really? fun!
3: Mm-hmm. Were there what? How many teams were per- participated? I
0: don't know. Probably That's like 18. eighteen.
3: That'll be a question for next time.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, that is uh, the end of the show. You can find us at our home on the web www you can subscribe to the show feed on your podcast app of choice we'll be back next week to talk about something else until then i'm sean i'm pierce
3: i'm max i'm
0: kevin thanks for listening
3: bye